Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and ClearVista Financial are not affiliated. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Welcome, everyone, to the next episode of the Spin Life Well Show. I am Mark Trice. I'm here in the podcast studio with Jesse Hamilton and Matthew Boudreaux. Hey, hey, everybody. Hello. This will be the last podcast of 2021. Wow. Yeah. It's been gone by really, really fast, right? It has. And, um, you know, a lot can change in a year. I know when we were talking this time last year, we were kind of seeing COVID peak again, and then it began to die down, then it peaked again in the summertime, and it's dying down again, and we'll hope that's the last of it. But, you know, a lot of stuff has changed over the last year. So, what, guys, what, I mean, all of you have had a busy year. What are the big, some big life changes that you've experienced this year? Uh, yeah, a lot of growth for me and uh, my wife. So, we're. You are looking taller today. Yeah, looking yeah, taller. About another Well, Matt's the only one standing in the studio today. You can't see that, but uh, yeah. I'm the tallest. <laughs> you, are, you are the tallest when everybody's sitting down, yeah. Until they stand up. Uh, so you had a lot of stuff going on. You, you, you moved into a new house. Yep, new house. Um, getting settled in the new job. That's, so. right. That's right. Jesse joined us uh, this last January after uh, working with us as an intern while he was finishing his MBA at Baylor University. So we're glad. Sick and bears. Yeah, sick and bears. Uh, um, but anyway, so lots of changes. Matt, anything going on in your life this year? Nowhere near as eventful as what Jesse sounds like. I, <laughs> yeah, no moves. Well, no. He, you know, he's he's a he's a dink. He's a dual income, no kids. Yeah, and so <laughs> he's not tied down by the things that um, people with children have. You know, schedules to keep, school drop offs, school events, routines. Yeah, uh, teenagers. I know Matt and I both have. Uh, a couple of teenagers in the house, and two more on their way up, but two teenagers in the house, and we're we're uh, applying for colleges and going to college next year. I know you've got one, Matt, that's doing the same thing. Yep, senior year. And then we got a few people that are trying to get their driver's license. So a lot of stuff going on. Uh, certainly, Matt and I is causing you a lot of stress. Which one causes you more stress, the driver's license or the college? Well, I don't I don't know about you, Matt, but you know my car insurance certainly has gone up yeah. this last year. Well, that's why my kids work so they can pay for their own insurance. But <laughs> yeah. I would say uh, the college planning is more stressful than the driver's license. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because you know, there's a lot of big life changes going on. You know, your kids going off to school and and uh, deciding where they want to go. I know we're we're still awaiting decisions and things, but we don't know where that's going to lead us. And hopefully, those will be great transitions going into 2022 for them. And we're really, you know, hopeful that your 2021 has been uh, more successful than, say, maybe 2020. 2020. Uh, I know we can say that 2020 is all always uh, hindsight. 2020 vision is always hindsight. And we're hoping to wrap up the year trying to help you kick off a successful 2022. It's hard to believe that we're saying 2022. It I does remember, sound crazy. I remember when it was a big deal when I was talking about 1980. Uh, but, but Jesse, you, you weren't born then. So, no. but anyway, uh, 2022, hopefully it's a, a very fruitful and productive year for you. And so we, what we thought we'd do 
is um, kick off the the new year was talk, talking about five financial goals for the new year. Five financial goals for the new year. And and so, Matt, why don't you t- kick us off with the first one? What is that first financial goal? Yeah, I think starting off is just kind of starting with the simple things, the things that can be done somewhat quickly. Um, so the first one that we want to mention today is to draft a monthly a monthly budget, the the uh, the B word, the bad word, the, the <laughs> word that a lot of people don't like, and they start, um, you know, frowning. That's uh, what we always refer to it around our office, and I think Dave, Dave Ramsey does the same thing, uh, the spending plan, mm-hmm. because... It is your money. You control it, or you need to control it, and you need to decide at the beginning of the month where every dollar is supposed to go. You don't want to be in a reactionary standpoint, right? I think a lot of people um, think about budgets. You know, when we first meet with a potential client, we talk about, hey, if you need to figure out what you're spending money on, go back on the last 30 days, maybe even 60 days, look at your transactions, look at your spending. And kind of figure out what you're going. And most people don't know where their money's going and what category. So when we say budget, it's not about going backwards necessarily. It's more about taking the information that was behind and planning forward to what, like, kind of like what you're saying, Mark, telling where, telling your money where it needs to be going. Yeah, and 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 really, we're not talking about we don't we really don't care where you spend your money. It's your money. You want to go to Starbucks five times a day? Knock yourself out. But you need to know where every dollar is going every month. Sometimes we recommend that clients just print out their last month's credit and debit cards and they get a highlighter and say, this is where it went. This is where every dime went. And you can examine it and see where you're going to go next month. Speaking of dimes during the pandemic, remember all the signs that are around in different places where it's like there's a national shortage of coins? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about that. So, But a lot of people are still using a lot of plastic. Uh, whether that be debit card, we recommend that, or a credit card, which is okay, but um, credit can get you in a little bit of a trouble if you're not careful. But write write down what you spent over the last couple of months. That will help you determine what your spending plan should be for the coming month. And you need to do this in a regular basis, as in every month, right? Right. So if you don't, if you're not doing that every year, every month, then you will lose control of where your money goes, and you'll be in a situation where you're reacting. I don't know. I, I, I've shared stories on this podcast in, in the past before about having a lot of credit card debt when I was young, and it was just an overwhelming thing because you were a victim to whatever it was that you spent the last month, and now a new month comes in. You owe the bills from last month, and you got bills for this month, and so it can really get out of control. So speaking of which... Uh, Jesse, what's our financial goal number two for 2022? Our second goal is to take control of your debt. So all different types of debt that can be looking at your mortgage, looking at your car payment, student debt, all those type of things. Well, um, here we are at the end of the year, and um, most of us have already spent uh, money for Christmas presents and things like that, holiday presents, and um, it's too late. But folks... Christmas happens every year the same time. Was it December 25th, right? Yep. Right? Our Lord and Savior is born. Uh, as we celebrate on December 25th every year, so we know when it happens. And in all likelihood, some of you listening to the podcast have racked up a few bills from that. You need to take charge of that and just make a plan for 2022 to pay that off. 
Um, you know, we recommend a, a snowball a snowball type approach, uh, categorizing your 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 uh, debts in terms of the lar- the smallest debt to the largest debt. We're not really concerned about the interest rate. What we're concerned about is you paying them off, and and getting into twenty twenty two very early on, debt free or at least have a plan to eliminate that debt as best you can in twenty twenty two. So take control of that debt, and make sure that you stay out of it. Matt, what's um, financial goal number three? Number three is to make an emergency fund and make it a priority. It's an important thing to have. Um, you know, you just mentioned the holidays come along. Yes, we know the holidays are coming all year, but sometimes those emergencies are a little bit less predictable. Um, you know, things, car accidents, um, repairs, you know, those sort of things that you can't necessarily predict when it's going to happen, but you know it's possibly going to. It's probably going to happen. Yeah, I mean, at some point, right? Um, but having those emergency funds, those those oasis of funds that you're not necessarily dipping into, but you just kind of got stashed aside for these types of situations. Because you never know when something might happen. For example, 2020. Right. <laughs> the COVID-19 pandemic. Who would have thunk it, right? And You didn't predict it? No, I did not. I I forgot to consult my crystal ball. Yeah, I guess you'd be a very wealthy man if you knew yeah, the know. timing of that. And everything, I, I've, I've been trying, but no, okay. I, we're not able to do that. We cannot predict the future. We cannot presume upon the future as well. So we don't know, you know, when the next um, pandemic will happen. It may be a hundred years, but the the point is, is that many people were unprepared. They were in a situation. They lost their job or were put on furlough. And then suddenly, you know, you've got bills to pay. And so if anything, 2020 and 2021 should have taught us the need for an emergency fund. You know, if you don't have one now, what do you guys recommend we start with? What's the, what's the bare minimum? we got to have this. I mean, starting from scratch, $1,000. $1,000. And, and how can you raise $1,000? Sell a kidney? <laughs> we do not recommend uh, <laughs> selling organs. Uh, I suppose you could, but but you can look, you look can, around your house. I mean, you may have gotten an ugly sweater for Christmas. Okay, somebody wants that. <laughs> yeah. And so sell some items around the house. Maybe you've got a lot of stuff in your garage. I know when I drive through my neighborhood and people have their garage doors open, their garage is full of their stuff. Surely there's something that you can get rid of to raise money. Maybe, if, in case you haven't noticed, if you've been driving around anywhere on every restaurant, every almost every business, there is a sign saying, now hiring. Help wanted. Help yeah. wanted. Side and hustles. Side hustle. Get a second job. Uh, you don't have to work very much, very long to raise that $1,000. But we feel like that's the minimum. You need that because that will help you take care of most minor emergencies. You know, you have a tire you need to replace, or maybe you've got some um, medical expense that pops up. You need to go to the doctor to pay that deductible. That will cover most of it. So, but beyond $1,000, Matt, what's the ultimate goal as far as emergency fund? The ultimate goal is, is about six months. Now, some of us have more predictable income, you know, whether your salary or, or not. Um, I think that number should um, be a little bit more moving. Um, three months is enough for some people, especially when they know exactly what their, their paycheck's going to be every month. But if you're kind of self-employed or you have kind of one of those seasonal-type businesses to where some months pay more than others because of the nature of the job, then we say even consider six months. Um, but if you're looking at 
our, our, our goals and the steps that are developing through these goals, they kind of work together. So, I mean, if you're talking about developing a monthly spending plan, if you're taking control of your debt, that's going to be the thing that really launches you into that emergency fund because as you plan through these steps, it's going to allow you to develop whatever it is you need. Because if you're aware of how much you're spending and how much you need to have, that's going to determine how much you need for an emergency. Yeah, and that's the foundation of any good financial plans, an mm-hmm. emergency fund. Jesse, what, what's, how much of an emergency fund is, is probably too much? Well, we do have more conservative thinking people that we interact with, and we never recommend that they have more than 12 months saved up because there probably will not be a need that great. It might be very uncomfortable for some people to grasp this concept, but having 12 months savings in the bank is a very, very conservative place to be. And because you're you're missing up on missing out on other opportunities that that you could wisely invest. I mean, we're called to be stewards of the the gifts that God has has given us. And if if we have more than really twelve months of living expenses sitting in cash, I I know for some that is a safety net, and you've put your faith in the value of your bank account. I understand. And some of you may be kind of taken off guard or, or put off about maybe saying that you've taken value or faith in your bank account. But the reality is many of us are that way. And we just try to, um, we just try to say that if you're, if you're holding more than 12 months of living expenses for your emergency fund, there's probably a better place that you could be putting that money to work for you and being a wise steward. So um, number number four, what's the, what's goal number four for 2022? To prioritize retirement savings. And uh, that might be different depending on your age, what that looks like. Uh, for somebody who's young like me, it's kind of hard to see that time horizon, but it's never too early to get started. Um, the earlier, the better. And the more you can grow that with compound interest and investments over decades, it's just going to pay off in the long run. So if you're young like me, Get started early. If uh, you, Matt, what about if you're you more almost, mid-career? You almost said did old. Did you just say because you, I'm old? You, you almost no, I, said old. I said mid-career. I, I saw your mouth. <laughs> I did not use the O word. There was an O in there. Because you're old. I think this is a good guideline. Um, and again, depends on what phase of life, depends on what phase of career. Just like your emergency fund depends on your situation. I think um, the retirement savings is going to come to you in a place where you have your things predictable and a little bit more automated. We recommend, and again, depending on your situation, we're going to discuss, think about 10%, maybe even 15% of what you're making in. And again, this depends on if you're going to have a retirement plan offered to you by your work or whether it's an IRA that you have on the side. You need to think about a percentage of your income to put away and save for retirement. So Mark, what if you are old? I I wouldn't know. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I mean, um, I, I remember when I was 25, Jesse. Yeah. I remember that. And pretty much when you're 25, you got your first jobs and you're making money. You're, you're like I said, you're the dual income, no kids. You're pretty much invincible. But retirement will, uh, will approach you and come up upon you very, very fast. So what if you are in your 50s? All right. What if you are in your 50s, your 60s, and you ha- really haven't done a good job? of that, you need to start now. Because even if you only have a little bit of money when it's time to retire, or you have to retire, um, you, you're better off than if you had nothing, right? Totally. And and so it's really important for us to remember that it the, the priority in 2022 is, is to not save 
half your salary or all your salary in retirement is just simply to start saving. So I, I don't I don't think that it's important, you know, that whether it's twenty five dollars or a thousand dollars a month. The point is that you start something in twenty twenty two and you continue it with um, um, an emphasis to to keep building that up. And then, and as Matt said, some of the easiest places to save. Or it's your workplace retirement plan. You have that money come out of your check. You'll never know it's even there. And you'll get used to that. And what a great way to do that. Many employers also also offer a match. So you're getting more money than you even set aside. So make that a priority in 22, uh, 2022, folks. Um, and then number five, Matt, what's our last creating goal? Creating a long-term financial plan. Now, this sounds really, really boring. Do you agree? Super boring. I mean, I mean, Jesse. I mean, he had, heck, he's trying to get past next week, let alone talk about <laughs> when he's when he's sixty five or seventy. But the reality is, folks, is that we all need a plan. Um, what's the old saying? Those who plan fail to plan, uh, plan to fail. Yep. Right. And and um, you know, I'm I'm gonna mess this up with scripture and so forth. But there is a verse in the Bible that's dealing with um, uh, giving our plans to the Lord and um, letting him know what we'd like to do and offering that up to him. And, of course, you know, we can all have plans uh, for ourselves, but it, it's sometimes funny. I, I, I wonder if, if God is, is overlooking us and we make all these grand plans, and he just smiles, you know. He just smiles. Like, we'll see. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a plan for you. But the, the point that we're trying to make, folks, is, is that if you don't have a plan, you will go nowhere. And it's important for you to consult with a financial advisor uh, or maybe a tax advisor to help you work through these problems. Just going through the motions, even if you're saving, even if you've got an emergency fund, you have to have a purpose for all this stuff. Why are you saving? What is it for? You need to make sure that you have a long-term plan that will help you um, uh, put all the pieces together and know if you're on track for making your goals of retirement someday in the future. So I encourage each of you, you know, we have a number of options here at Clear Vista Financial uh, for you. We have a number of um, monthly type plans where we can help you get started. You can do the, some of the planning stuff yourself. We come in and help advise you to even more complex uh, financial plans that you may have lots of moving pieces and parts in your, in your estate or your financial plan. We can help you uh, work through that, figure out if you're on track, how to minimize your taxes and things. We all want to do that. But uh, we encourage you to create that long-term financial plan and continually update it through the years. I mean, it's um, one of the challenges when I before I got in the business many years ago was, you know, I got a financial plan from my fancy advisor. I don't want to talk about who it was. And they give you a plan in a nice leather-bound notebook. It was very, you felt very important, right? I mean, it had their logo embossed on it and stuff, and it was really cool. And it was out of date before I got in my car in the parking lot. That's how fluid a financial plan is. And you want something that can be updated as your situation changes. Maybe you get a raise. Maybe you have start having children. Uh, maybe you lose a spouse. I mean, lots of things can change our financial plan. It's important that you work with a professional to help guide you through that. So... Any other comments, guys, about financial plans? No, I would say that no matter where you fall with the list that we have read today, I mean, let us know how we can help. You may be a budget pro, but you need to think about 
the retirement savings that you're looking at and, and where that's going to help you end up. Let us know what questions we can a- answer for you. Let us know how we can help you through this process. Hey, and you can contact us on the web at spendlifewell.com. That's spendlifewell.com. Or you give us a call in the office at 800-491-4508. That's 800-491-4508. Any plans, big, big plans for New Year's, guys? Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to be in Nashville. They always throw a huge party down there. Be careful. We we've heard about Broadway and yeah, I'll, I'll some avoid of the streets that down there. Yeah, be careful about that. No, we're going to end our year just as boring as as it has all year. Nothing nothing big and eventful planned yet. Yeah, I, I might stay up till midnight. I don't know <laughs> exactly. That's right? that's how exciting. It yeah, gets. if it gets exciting, we might have to do that. So so, so as the new year comes, uh, we have a a lot of exciting new podcasts coming up, and we would love to hear feedback from you on what you guys want to hear. You can email us at info at clearvistafinancial.com, and uh, we'll try to uh, visit your topics. All right, great. We love those because we just like talking to each other all the time, and we like to talk about what you want to talk about. So with that, guys, I'm going to wrap up the show. This is the last podcast of 2021, and we're looking forward and hoping that you have a very prosperous 2022. Thanks for joining us on the Spend Life Well Show. 